0: Not
1: your, average not, your average not your average operator. Welcome to Not Your Average Operator. Oh my God, it's not Melon doing the intro, but there is a good reason for it. Um, this is your host Mike, and I'm here with my buddy Raf. Raph. Raph, what's up, dude? Hi. Dude, why didn't you
2: uh, do the melon accent? Because you can actually do a pretty decent job
1: of it. Welcome to Not Your Average Operator. This is me, Paul Mellon McFadden. I'm here down in the wonderful, uh, where's he at now? Southern, Southeast Australia, yeah, in a place called Adelaide. And I'm here with my, my wife, Cherry, and my family. How are you going, Cherry? Hi, thank you. <laughs> How's that? Is that pretty good? <laughs> yeah, dude. Now it doesn't feel so awkward. Right on, dude. Just, All
2: right. It really just felt like mom and dad were fighting. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now.
1: That's fine. Well, we are sans melon this week because he is doing uh, some really cool stuff with his family. Uh, being down, I want to say he's in Adelaide, which looking at my map here uh, is southern Australia. It's on the southwestern coast, if you kind of look at it. Um Anyway, he's he's doing some stuff, playing some rugby with his uh, with his son, which is something that he wanted to accomplish out there. And then he's taking his daughter Annie to a rock concert. Uh, for everybody that knows out there, Annie um, loves music. And this is like her first live concert that she's been to in like over two years. So uh, Mellon has the week off, but just this week, he's not being, you know, no more excuses after this. But uh, we just want to give a shout out to him and his family. And we're so happy that he's back. Home, seeing his family, and having a great time. But uh, Melon, we will see you next Tuesday for the next episode. Just put that out there. So, <laughs> but anyway, we have uh, we have two other guests on here, uh, two very very good friends of mine, which we'll get into. But we have the guys from Broken and Blessed, Mister Adam Bird, and our big friend Papa Bear Jimmy Boggs. Welcome, guys.
3: Greetings. Good to be here. Thanks for having us.
1: Yes, Jimmy. He's raising his hand. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, good. So we have we have a little role that uh, whenever you want to say something on here, because there's four of us, so we raise our hand and just kind of be like, hey man, hey, I want to say something, whatever. Jimmy's taking that very literal. He's he's already had his hand up, he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Following People
2: the like, rules. Acknowledge me. Yeah. <laughs> protocol. It's all about the protocol. <laughs> yes, Jimmy. James, go ahead. Donde estás baños. <laughs>
0: no guys hey seriously thanks for having us on man uh you guys are uh you guys are crushing it with your show and uh for you guys to find time in your busy schedules of fathering and hair replacement plugs um to have you know two small guys like us on you know we really really appreciate it um you know i'll i'll try to keep my banter uh, at a minimum, no, I won't. and uh, Adam, you know, you're going to dance with that line and make out with it. I don't know what you're
3: going to do. That's what but. I
2: usually do. Oh, sorry. And if I, if I just be completely honest, I actually um, was pushing back against having you guys on the show. I just want, I just want to be transparent. I didn't want you on the show.
3: And hmm.
2: well, rightfully so. Are, but here you are. So let's just
1: continue amicably, please. Rafa was so determined mm-hmm. to have them not on the show that he showed up 20 minutes late mm-hmm. uh, just because he was like, I don't want to participate. So we were sitting here waiting for Raph right. um, yeah. in protest. Yeah. So, well,
2: yeah. Mike, what, what was I doing? James, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> James? It's okay. I'm just going to raise my hand when you're talking so you stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: good times. Judas.
1: So,
2: <laughs> Judas. Uh, this is, this is for real, James. I haven't seen you in like seven years. How are you? Let's just, well, yeah. I mean, the
0: cat's out of the bag, you know, um, our, our, uh, our physical relationship has suffered and no one's going to deny that. And, uh, I think that's where this hostility and, you know, pushback comes from is just, we haven't had those tender moments. And when you're separated from people, uh, you kind of forget, you kind of forget, you know, and, you know, you talked about my sweaty presence and, you know, the finger in your mouth and all these things. And, and I think you miss those things. And I think it's a cry for help that, you know, you project through Mike and saying, Hey, I don't want these guys on my show, but you're kind of like, wink, wink. I want these guys on my show. Am I wrong? Raise your hand. Raise
2: your hand. You're not wrong. Raise your hand. Yes, Raph. You're not wrong. As a matter of fact, I have in my, the files I have that my therapist has of me, uh, every visit has a title. The first title was Su- Sweaty Ombre," and, and Small Miguel, which as you know means... Megalito. <laughs> Megalito. And the second one, which was probably the longest i present, was like Finger on My Mouth. And... Uh, but, I, but I, I wanted to keep it anonymous because I just didn't want to drag the other person into it. But now that the cat's out of the bag, it's you. It's always been you.
1: <laughs> the amount of blushing going on right now is yeah. just That's, overtaking me. It's great. And sweating. And sweating, yeah. It yeah, it's 60 degrees and this this man is sweating. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. He's, he's been that way since I've known him. Um, but hey. In his, defense,
2: in his defense, I mean, we're talking about five generations. Is a large family breeding? I mean, this isn't. Yeah. You're 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 a big man. Were you like seven foot two? Uh, six thirteen. You're (laughs) like you're like seventeen stone. You're like seventeen stone. Fourteen sack of potatoes.
1: Interesting units of measure here. (laughs) (laughs) Thirty (laughs) two (laughs) clamshells. So hey, getting back to reality and uh, away from uh, this. Unbelievable banter. So Adam and Boggs run their show Broken and Blessed, but I just want to kind of talk about who who Adam and Jimmy are to us and how, how we know them. So Adam owns all, uh, Heroes Media Group and he's our media guy. He kind of started us out. Uh, Jimmy, we've talked about in multiple episodes about uh, me personally, the, the effect he's had on me in my life as a man in the military, uh, just an everyday person we've talked about what we'll talk a little bit about today um but uh would you guys like to just kind of kick off and just give us a quick little rundown of like your background real quick adam
3: uh thank you uh mike for that uh and again i appreciate you guys ha- having us on the show uh i'm a pisces <laughs> uh, I like long walks in the woods on moonless nights, and um, I have an eating problem. I, uh, that's me. That's it. Uh, that's, that's me. Um, but no, a um, little, little background of me. Uh, was a single parent for 15 years. Uh, got into the media business around 2010. Uh, I was uh, Army, nine years. I was in National Guard, one deployment Uh, an 03 for the initial push and um, met uh, Mr. Boggs a couple years ago at an event. And that's kind of how through him, I've, I've met you guys and and have had the privilege uh, of working with you guys for the uh, almost last latter part of a year. Now, I think we're coming up on a year,
1: almost a year in July. Yeah. Yeah. James. Thanks, Mike. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, so, um, you know, I, have known you guys, uh, for a long time. Um, you guys have been, uh, been my brothers and, you know, people not knowing a backstory, but you, you could tell through the way we talk of that. We know each other. And, and I mean this in the, in the, the greater sense of the word intimately. Uh, we, we've, we've broken down with each other before. We've had moments of where, Uh, uh, layers of onions have been peeled back that we don't show anybody. And, and I feel truly to the term blessed to have seen those sides of you guys, because Lord knows you've seen those sides of me. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, you guys have seen me at my worst. um, And I would like to think that you have seen me at my best and and my best is what I pray to be and and to continue to strive for. Um, So this has been an exciting road um, you know, I think uh, Raf and, and and Jimmy met Mike and and you guys introduced me to him and then being able to introduce you guys to Adam uh, about building these relationships. I, I will not go another day in my life without admitting that God has put me here to, to build relationships. And I get to see these and be a part of them just one little bit. It, it's great. Adam gets to tell me about what you guys are doing and part of me is like, oh, that's cool. I don't even get to hear about this. So I hear about it through Adam. And, it, and it's great, though, because you guys have established this amazing thing. And you guys are bringing real life, real world problems out in the open and exposing them. And you guys, you guys are my heroes. You guys are giants to me. Um, and you're admitting like, hey, listen, life isn't what it's always. It's not the it's not the real beautiful picture on Facebook and Instagram. It's what happened 10 minutes prior uh, where I got in an argument with my wife or I got bad news uh, and I forced a smile in that picture. And you guys are talking about that and you're putting it out there. To me, that's awesome. Uh, and I'm thankful that you let us two clowns, uh, Jack Wagons, come on y'all show and, and share a little bit, too. And what's beautiful about this whole thing is um, Mike and I had a great talk um, the other day and just I mean, we, we had talked in a little bit. And there, there was some heartfelt moments there, but we got to just pick it up and say, you know, man, right where we left off. And, you know, we just pick up the sweaty comments about me and things like that. And, then, yeah. you know, Raph, I mean, yeah, we haven't seen each other. I have not got my paws around you to give you a hug in the longest time. And I miss that. But I know even in a, a moment like this, we could just pick up where we left off and and nothing's changed. And
2: Liz said hi, by the way. <laughs> hi Liz so, such a wonderful lady but yeah. it's, it's been
0: it's been great though because uh, Adam and I had an opportunity to start Broken and Blessed and, and it, it, it spun off of uh, an interview I did with one of his shows uh, The Decision Hour uh, about Team Addo but just building that relationship with him and getting to know who he was it, it, very strange I'll tell you this right now he was literally thinking the same thing I was thinking and I had called him and he's like, you gotta be kidding me. You're thinking that, and like we wanted to do a show and that show turned in to broken and blessed.
1: Yeah. I've been, I, I've been listening to, to uh, this past week while I'm out running, I'll just toss it on and listen to some of the guys you talk about. And, you know, getting into the kind of the topic today, but broken and blessed, you know, from, from, from my point is just a, open and honest discussion about kind of well it's not kind of it is uh, religion and god and like the effect of you you know uh, the, the effect he has on you every day whether you're you know everyday life no matter what you do military service you guys blend in some stories and different experiences versus just waking up and you know like you said like fathering in the morning like there there is things that are injected in every minute of the day that is a lesson that he wants us to see, that he wants us to do. And I think, every, I think everybody can kind of agree that religion is a very tough topic to discuss. Uh, but when I listen to you guys, you do it the right way. You don't agree on everything. And I know you two, I mean, you literally say, I love each other, you know, and it's like, dude, I, I care for you or whatever. But you guys don't agree on some of like, you know, the most obvious topics and, but you guys bring it out in such a, a, a professional friendly understanding way where you just, you know, you, you guys can do that. And I think that's setting the example of how you're supposed to debate something or talk about it. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah. I'll, I'll kick this right off in the face.
0: Um, don't talk about religion. That makes it real simple. That, that it is a hard topic because it's not a real topic. Religion's man made. Let's stop talking about religion. Let's make that easy, right? If we stop talking about religion and we start talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ, things become a lot less complicated. Because here's the deal with a relationship with Jesus Christ and any relationship that you have. Talk. Communicate. And when you're communicating, when you're talking, things are out in the open. And sometimes they hurt. You know, sometimes uh, the truth comes out and it stings a little, but you're communicating. You're not putting up a facade. And that is the problem with our society today because we label it religion. Well, religion's man-made. Religion's Catholicism, religion's Protestant. uh, That's all religion. Uh, You name it, pick one. Has nothing to do with religion. Has everything to do with a relationship with Jesus Christ.
1: So I want, that's great. I I love that perspective, man. And how you brought that out because as soon as people hear that, that R word, people are just like, Nope, don't want it. Like staying away from it. It's like hearing politics, right? Hey, you want to talk politics? No, I'm out, dude. Like you don't even want to breach the door. But What? So here's a question. Why do we have a hard time talking about that? Like what, why is it, why is it so tough? Yeah, Adam.
3: I, I think people have a hard time talking about it is because for so long that's it's been taught that you're not supposed to talk about it. Nobody wants to break that barrier and have that conversation. It's been taught not to have a conversation about religion. But it goes back to what Jimmy just said: is is it has nothing to do with religion. I look at I look at religion. You want to say religion? You have the different. You know, Lutheran Baptist, you know, whatever it—it's it, all to me. It's all the same thing. It's—it's it's, you're looking at it from like, it's one company, just different departments and how you do it. And and I don't care which department you're in because I'm looking at the overall arching piece of it, which is your re- individual relationship with Christ. And and you 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 brought up the fact, you know, Jimmy and I we we have some pretty passionate conversations uh, on the show where we don't agree on stuff, uh, but at the end of the day, it's, I love you, we can respect each other uh, for it, and and we we kind of are trying to set that example for other people. Like, it's all right to talk about it. And in fact, with everything that's going on in the world today, we should be talking more about your relationship with Christ. And, and instead of making it taboo or or some dirty word of talking about your relationship. No, share it, because that's how you learn. That's how you get other people's perspective on it. That's how, hey, I interpreted this passage this way. And then, you know, and, and there's been a, a, at least a 100 times where Jimmy and I sit down, we'll, we'll take a passage like, oh, this is what it says. And he's very quick to tell me, well, this is what it means. And I'm like, eh, no, it doesn't. I think it means this. And who's right, who's wrong? it's it's your relationship with Christ that's the beauty of it i think and 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 i think if people could see the beauty of of having that relationship man life is so much easier if you just talk communicate and 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 for those that listen to this and they're like well i don't i've never really talked with Christ i don't really know how to do that hey when you're out for your morning walks or whatever just talk he's there he's listening don't be afraid of Talk to your friends about it.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Sin. Sin. Sin.
0: Sin. That's why people don't want to talk about, if you're saying the R word, the relationship, right, with Jesus Christ or religion. Put religion in, that's fine. Sin because when we have to bring up that, I mean, it's like, look when the chaplain's around, you know, you got one guy who's just cussing like a sailor and then he looks over the chaplain's like, Hey, sorry, my bad. You know, and the chaplain's like, Hey man, I've said worse, you know, don't, don't, you know, let's, let's not, let's not stop and being who we are, but let's admit who we are and, and let's, let's call it for what it is. It's sin. Um, we don't want to talk about religion. We don't want to talk about the relationship with Jesus Christ because then we have to look inward and admit that, you know what, man, uh, I'm addicted to porn or I'm addicted to drugs or uh, I abuse people verbally or, or I have this sin in my life that I'm not willing to give up. And if I mention God, if I mention a relationship, if I mention going to church, or if I stay at church one minute longer, good God almighty,
1: I'm gonna feel convicted <laughs> and I'm gonna have to deal with this sin. Yeah, no, no, dude, you nailed it. Nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. Nobody wants, nobody feels like being judged, you know, whether it's by my friend, by, by God, or anything. It's just like, I don't want that pressure, you know, and, and it's not a like. For when I come on here and, and I talk about a lot of the topics, so I don't I don't really talk about it too much. But like, I, you know, I go through my I have a daily devotional that I read that I've mentioned before. And, and it's by Tony Dungy. And I read through it and love how he breaks it down into there. There's not really a lot of scripture that's built into this. It's just talking about life and he's communicating things in a way that I can understand it because, you know, without getting into to it. But like for me, the Bible is very, very hard to read like how it's written and the understanding, like you have to go to classes and people break it down. And you literally have an hour or two session about one page. And you're just like, oh man, it's a lot to to, to decipher, you know? Uh, But for me, this is a quick way. I start off my morning, I read read like one page. It has a little thing that he breaks down. For me to reflect on and exactly what you said is just like, man, what am I doing right today? What am I carrying that I don't want to be judged on? You know, I know it's wrong already, but like, don't touch it. Cause it's like rubbing a, rubbing a scar. And it's just like, don't even bring it up.
0: Would you jump you know? into a relationship? And, and after one date, would you say, Hey, listen, I got this. I, I know how to treat this girl. I know what she likes, man, this is smooth sailing. And I'm just going to do a daily devotional and that's it. I'm not going to get to know her anymore and and it'll be fine. See, that's the problem is we don't want to go to those classes. We don't want to dive deep into the Bible and understand the true meaning of love. Mm-hmm. The American society thinks love is, hey, I love you, right? And it's one, one aspect of caring. Well, the true, the true term love in the Bible, the Aramaic word is a two-part word. It means to care and to sacrifice. We forego the sacrifice. So we don't love people. We care about people, or we say we do, but we're not willing to go that extra step and really apply the true meaning behind the word, and then that's where it comes convoluted when we sit down and we read a scripture and someone says, "Well, it's not that what that means. Well, do you know what the true the 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 author of that was trying to say? What context was he using that word in?" But if we don't study those words, And I'm not saying we all need to become theologians, but what we all do need to do is have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. And that comes through reading the Bible, understanding it. And they make great Bibles out there that that break down words, they break down the context, they break down the period. Who was Paul talking to? Why was Paul saying that? What happened to those people prior to Paul writing that letter? But if we don't understand the context when it was written, well that that's like writing a love poem to someone you don't know. And yeah. then you're trying to explain it to him.
1: So when you listen to Jimmy and and I've known him 10 years now, and he's a very passionate guy. I think that I think the number well, there's two words. One is just bear. He's big and he's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. One is bear because he's so friggin' big and hairy and everything else. So that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Two is uh passion, okay? Jimmy's probably the most passionate guy I've ever met in my life when it comes like whatever he's dedicated to, whether it's like I'm going to devour this plate of food and and I'm just like he's going for it. Like he's passionate about his food. Right. Um, But about that, about religion, about military service, you can just feel his heart like get 10 times bigger when he talks about things. So him him talking about religion is is is. Sometimes. Again, you're
0: saying religion, it's not religion though.
1: Oh, I'm sorry I'm talking about you know Jesus and, and, and your relationship right. with him, right like your, your your passion for it. sometimes it's it's hard to like I don't want to say it's hard to listen to, but it's just like you're so definitive and you're so passionate about it. it's a lot. It's just a lot sometimes when I'm trying to process it, you know and uh, but I just want I want the listeners to know that that don't know Jimmy. So when I first met him, you know, we were, it was Raf and I at uh, a FOB in Afghanistan. And he, all I knew is he was a Black Hawk pilot and, you know, kind of deal. And then as I got to know him, that he was a prior uh, Marine, he was in the Marine Corps and he shared some stories, uh, which will stay between him and I about when he was younger and in the Marines. And uh, he was not always this way. He was the, he was the <laughs> you know, party hard type Marine and, and just kind of crazy guy. And and he was not perfect. Like a lot of us still not. Yeah. Go ahead. Still not perfect. Yeah. N- none of us are, will ever be perfect. We'll, we'll never arrive. And, and I know we talk about that, but um, yeah,
2: but, but you know, you could do less of the hooks and blow. I mean, that would help. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not a, and by the way, I'm a, I don't even know what a theologian, theologian, Theologians, Theologian. what you just call us? It's a big I'm word. I'm offended. It's been, I okay. call you anything. <laughs> it's a big
0: word. But fathering.
2: Theologian. Theologist.
0: Theologian. Theologian, theologist. Oh,
2: which means abundance. Never mind. Yeah. I know what you said. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right,
0: though. My, I mean, yeah, man. The, the reason that I am so passionate about it is because I spent so much of my life living in sin dragging the name of Jesus Christ through the mud. And you guys have experienced that. You have seen me do stuff that you're like, really, you're a Christian? And man, I'm ashamed of that. I am. I'm ashamed of those things. And, and I, but I have had to go to God and say, God, forgive me for those. And then I had to forgive myself of those, right? Probably one of the hardest things to do. So why I'm so passionate and you look at, look at, and here here's, here's how I relate to myself. Uh, I kind of consider myself like Paul and Paul said, I'm the biggest sinner of them all, but I live for Christ now, right? Paul prior to becoming Paul was Saul, Saul persecuted, hunted down and executed Christians on the spot. He was the judge and the jury, right? He killed them for believing in Jesus Christ. Why well, did no different by my acts of sin and acting the way i did prior and it's not even in the sad part about it is i was a christian when i did those things i gave my life to jesus christ when i was 13. right but all through my 20s and my early 30s i wasn't living for christ i was living for myself i was living in hedonism whatever pleased james and whatever james wanted to do james did right so All those years spent wasted, not living out Matthew 28. And that's the sole reason we're here is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we're uncomfortable with that, we need to reevaluate what Jesus did for us, because I'm pretty sure he was uncomfortable on the cross, getting stabbed with a spear. So that you want to talk about passion. You want to talk about up front and in your face. I'm unapologetic. I'm unashamed now because I live for a God that lives through eternity. And if we're not willing to step up and say something for it, quit calling yourself a Christian. Because what if Jesus said, hey, you know, not today. I'm not going to get on that cross. Our lives would be a lot different today because we wouldn't have the salvation and the guarantee that we'll spend eternity in heaven, vice getting what we deserve, and that's eternity in hell. Plain and simple.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just as I said, there's the passion there and and the honesty. And I'll tell you the one thing I appreciate most about Jimmy Boggs is both of those things. And he's always been that way with me. Um, I I talked about in one episode uh, actually it was our first episode and it was a instance where I broke and nobody would acknowledge my My pain. Nobody would acknowledge what I was going through. And, uh, you know, I talked about it at that 11 o'clock at night. I get a random phone call from you and you were just like, hey, man, I don't know why, but I just figured I needed to call you and just check on you. Like that wasn't by accident. You know, We you you talk about being a a servant and he was he was speaking to you in some way or form to be like, hey, man, call call Mike. Like he needs he needs you. And and what did I do? You know, I just start crying, and you're like, "Pack your bags, come down here to North Carolina, and I'll see you." You know that. And then the first thing he did when I got out of the, when I got on my truck was just the again. There's the bear was a a huge bear hug, and he said, "I love you, bro." And that and like just hearing that, and then the the conversation that happened after was acknowledging what I was going through, and I wasn't in I wasn't in a healthy state to say the least mentally, physically, or anything I couldn't sleep, you know, I was breaking down. So like the last thing I was thinking about was, uh, you know, w- was this side of things about my, um, spiritual side. But I know the last thing that I did before I got that phone call is I laid on the floor and literally had nothing else in my mind, but to raise my hands up and just say, God, I know you're listening to me, please help me. Cause I don't know what to do. And, and I've never felt more alone in my entire life. Um, and then, boom! Five minutes later, I get a I get a phone call. So you're talking about you know ser- serving and being a, a servant of Lord. I know you talked about that before, but nothing is by nothing is by chance. I don't look at anything by chance. There's always, you know, if you if you're running down the road and you and I know it's a little extreme, but if you're running down the road and you like trip on a rock and you fall over, that that there's a reason for that. Even if it's micro. You know like i'm you know it's super small but there's something that's supposed to come from that in your life it's part of your story and it's not by accident so um what i wanted to ask and, and how to get into it is how can how can somebody that's in the military so we, we we've, we're all veterans here i'm you know i'm the only one that's still active duty all you old guys are all veterans some of us are
2: more decorated than others but we are that that a good statement mike i don't want never to get
1: into all my awards
0: okay And hey, my army achievement medal stands for a lot
2: <laughs> also while you're referencing as i need your heels to click oh uh, sure. okay i haven't forgotten protocol
1: so two pilots both warrant officers um i don't know how they got awards because you have to you actually have to show up to quarters to receive your award they were never there mm. Uh, mm. Uh, explain quarters is it quarters what know. do you guys call it in the army it's, it's like where everybody gets together like a muster. and The yardarm? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> the gee dunk? The gee dunk? No. So apparently, what I'm getting at is warrants don't show up to, to do it, let alone receive their Maybe own. Maybe we're busy doing
0: something else, like fighting
1: a war. Or nothing.
2: Like being chief, like being war officers. Yeah, expert, tactical, um, tactical, tactical. technical, tech, t- t- intrepid. TikTok,
1: today,
3: t- 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 Junior. <laughs> I, I was enlisted, so I I can't compete with uh, Adam. We all were the guys that don't really do anything. Some of us just graduated.
0: Some of us just needed more money. Ooh. I had bills to pay. Right. <laughs> you had hookers and been- blow to buy. I do. Well, I
2: did. <laughs> well, you you talk about love, and I was like, I've never heard of love in that explain like that i always thought love was just like hitting the little the little hearts on instagram and swiping right on grinder i was like that means i love him right (laughs) but i was wrong this whole time james i realized i'm wrong and i and i think i owe that to you
0: thank me with a gift card to target oh wow that's that's
1: fair that's a good
0: idea that's that's super fair of 50 dollars
1: it's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, the question I want to ask everybody is: you know, for the listeners out there, we have active duty, we have veterans, we have just everyday civilians that are out there, just kind of listening for perspective. Uh, how can how can somebody in the military relate to 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 Jesus and, and having this relationship when we've all been part of something where it's been? Uh, we'll, we'll call it the the worst of human nature. We've we've experienced. We've we've seen things. We've done things. We've been a part of things where it's just like I'm never going to be forgiven for this. And you know, I, I I jump into it and I read about like, man, am I ever going to be forgiven for some of the things I've done uh, while serving? But then there's like <laughs> there there's there's a whole section on like military service and like fighting wars and kind of the definition of like. you know is it murder is it not you know but uh, there's so many questions that we can get into but just the whole thing is how can how can we as veterans or as as active duty really have a uh, breach that topic with with what we do in our life like how can we go about introducing that maybe to another person Um, because it it kind of I kind of put a wall up sometimes, man, because I don't have the words like we've talked about is just like, how do I approach this guy and maybe bring up this scripture that I that I wrote that I think is relevant. And I think I'm better about it now. But other times I find myself just like, I know as soon as I bring this up, the dude's going to shut off and he's going to be like, I don't want to hear that right now. You know, so how how can we get past that?
2: Um. If I could just dive in on this one, uh, or at least I'll open it up. Uh, so I think there's, I think there's a, you guys need to see Jimmy in the background doing diving symbols with his hands. But um, I think, and I'm just speaking on my own experience. So just like, I think James, G said, you, you'd given your life to Christ when you're 13. I was, I was pretty young when I, uh, when I started seeking yeah, I was trying to try to find that relationship with with Jesus, but like the typical prodigal son story, you know, I I went astray, I did my own stuff, um, and then at some point I, I knew that I needed to come back. And you're right, Mike. It's very difficult, right? Because you're trying to find, uh, I guess, the right people to use as sounding boards to maybe help you along the way. But I feel like sometimes in your 20s and your 30s, especially, you feel like you're all running, even though you're collectively in a pack. Sometimes if feel like you're alone and specifically in that regard when you're talking about you know your relationship with Christ um, but there's opportunities uh, in your life and you have to really be open and be able to you know kind of snatch them up when they come up and one of those for me was James and I and I know James you remember this um, we would go on these runs well really there, yeah we would go on these runs which were kind of sometimes long walks after a long run around our camp around our fob and we would have we would talk about everything we talk about our relationships with our wives um, you know I'd ask him I'm like hey do you really think Liz likes me and he's like all right for the night for the hundredth time shut up like I said she <laughs> thinks you're okay but we would we would literally talk about everything under the Sun and of course we would talk about our relationship with God and our relationship with Christ and the authenticity that we had with each other and the openness that we had I'm like I knew how special that was and it was something that I started to look forward to and I and I noticed that like um, it you know, James had created this, I hate to use the word space because I sound like a millennial, but he had created this environment for me where I was like, this is a man that I can really open up to. I mean, this is a man that I, I know that James isn't going to judge me because he was just as open with me about the same crap that I was uh, struggling with. And we started to find all these common bonds. So well, all I'm trying to allude to is that, you know, in you throughout your life, you're going to meet people that Christ is going to put or God's going to put in your life. And but you have to be aware. There has to be a level of self-awareness. And you have to be in the right mindset to try to be seeking those. Because had I been more closed off, I would have been like, I'm not going to take the opportunity, right? I'm not going to go um, put myself in that environment. But I wanted to be there, and so did James. And so I think we both took advantage of that. And that that really helped solidify in turning the corner. And I started to notice all these other um, events that were happening that were kind of, of like going, yep, you're going the right direction. Um, so I think that helps. I think that's a massive because it is, it, it, it's a, it can feel like an overwhelming task and you feel like you're alone. You don't know where to start. You start reading scripture, but you're reading it with a, like, like in a literal mind and a, and a human, with, like, you know, with our very simple understanding of, of things. And it just, it's daunting, man. It's almost like you're trying to read Mandarin. You're like, what? I don't, I don't even know what I just read,
1: you know? Talking about that space, Raph, Raph said it to me before, he's just like, you know, Hey man, you need to talk. Like, are you good? Like you just seem off. And I look at him and I, and in my mind, I'm already like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable and he'll look and he's literally said to me straight to my face. He's like, dude, I'm not your preacher. I'm your friend. Yeah. And, and just hearing that, like saying it, it's just like, okay, I, it just took the weight off. And I was like, okay, Raf, here's the deal, man. And I just have to open up and tell you. And he would listen. He wouldn't judge me because he's like, dude, I am not perfect either. Like ask he always says, it, ask me how I know because he's lived something like it and he's just relating and acknowledging. And then we have a conversation. Go ahead, Jimmy.
0: And I mean, you make a statement where, Hey man, I'm not your preacher. I'm your friend. If a preacher makes you feel that way, they've missed the mark on what their job is. I agree. Their yeah. job is not to come and judge. Their job is to come and consult to comfort, to heal, And to begin that process and be that sounding board that, you know, has all right, that that's that's the person, man, if I've got to have an understanding of a scripture, that's the guy or woman I'm going to go to and say, hey, I really didn't get this hieroglyphics that I just read in, in, you know, Isaiah. What was he trying to say? Um, And then we take that back. Um, and then just kind of what you said, though, is like we we, we see that one person that we want to talk to. I'm like, God, man, I know if I go talk to him, this guy's going to put up a wall. Rely not on your own understanding, because we look at it as how we would react or we think how they would react. But then we're limiting on we're limiting God and his ability to break down walls, to soften hearts. So and we may not know what to say. Guys, I feel like nine times out of 10, I black out when I'm talking about Jesus Christ, that passion, right? Because I want the Holy spirit to speak through me is a, you know what, man, just say a quick prayer. God, give me this opportunity. Uh, Don't let me be afraid. Give me your courage. Give me your words. Speak through me and God will do that. God has proven that throughout history. Mm -hmm. Our own, our own secular society history has proven that God has spoken to us and through people. So if we sit there and go into it with our own preconceived notions, if we go into it with our own biases, whatever you want to call it, uh, our own feelings, we've just set God's limitations and we can't do that. Um, You know, each one of you guys, I have had amazing conversations with. Um, I have seen different perspectives. I've been able to break down and talk about things. I mean, Raf, you're talking about those runs. That's bringing tears to my eyes because I remember those days. I remember, and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Each one of you guys, I I'm not kidding. This isn't blowing smoke up anyone's butt. I look up to you guys. I look at you guys of guys that I want to be like, and I remember meeting Raf for the first time in Iraq and, I mean, Raph's like that guy. You would see, like, that guy's just cool, man. I want to know him. I want to be like him. So when Raph trusted me to open up to me, I'm like, man, God, who am I? Why would why would this guy tell me these things? But it was building that relationship, and the things that we've been able to do. I mean, the missions that we went on, and Raph will attest to that. We would drop you guys off, and like, I don't think I'm seeing that guy again, man. Those were, no, but it's not, it's not a funny thing is it's like a sad thing. Those were some of the saddest days of my life. Like when we had to drop, when, when you got, you were like, Mike, you got to leave. And you like, found yourself all the way around Afghanistan. You know, like, I don't want to go home. I want to stay, you know, and we had to, we had to drop our other buddy off as well. And I mean, those are times like the way I felt, here's a six foot four, 260 pound guy getting teary eyed. Because guys that I never thought I'd be friends with, I'm sad that you're leaving. You know, uh, Raph goes his own way. I go my own way. Um, but it's, it, um, it's just these things that, that the relationships that we built, we fostered these relationships. We've put time and effort into these. We have sweat equity into these relationships. Why is it any different with Jesus Christ?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it, it's so, it's so simple. Like for some reason it's complicated, you, you know, it's just like, dude, that's such a valid question. It, it's kind of going back to like mental health and, and everything else is like, if you're, if you have a physical injury, you know, if you have a physical injury and you, and you get hurt, you go, you you talk to a doctor, right? If you have a, you know, trauma or emotional stuff, you talk to a psychologist, what about your spiritual side? Who do you talk to for your spiritual side? You know, if it's broke, talk to someone who are you going to talk to. Look look at your resources. Look, Look who's there. I was raised like I never, I never went to church growing up, but I was always raised that I could have that conversation at any time that I wanted. And believe me, man, when, when we, when we met and I started picking up stuff about you guys and, you know, you didn't really talk to me about, about Jesus or anything on deployment. Not with me. It was between you two. And that's great. But I never remember having those, but I started picking it up after a bit. And I had some instances on that deployment where I was like, I shouldn't have came back. And you're sitting there thinking about like, why, why did that turn out the way it did? And there's no other reason, you know, like the IED on the road. It's just like I ran over that thing twice scientifically the thing should have went off and I should be pink, pink mist, but it didn't. And it really bothered me. But I started thinking like, man, someone is looking out for me. And that was the real coming to God type type moment for me for really the first time in my life since, um, you know, the last time I kind of experienced it was when my my dad passed away when I was just 18 and I was kind of angry. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of angry about why would you do this? Why'd you take him from me? But, um, that was kind of a reset in a, in a way that really started, I think my path that I'm still on. And, uh, but I think that was kind of the start of like, Hey man, you're 23 years old. I know you think you're on top of the world, but, uh, I'm gonna humble you a little bit and make you think. And that was a lesson, uh, that I, that I took very hard that I still take today. But, um, so we're all kind of talking and Adam, uh, I think you might be the, uh, you might be the oldest. I know you are the most handsome out of the group with your hair the way it is, but uh, (laughs) would you guys agree that the older you get, so here's like four, four military guys. And, you know, we we talked about our younger years and a little bit wild and different stuff. The older you get, the better your relationship becomes with, with with Jesus in that relationship. Do you agree? And why? I I
3: think it, it, me personally, I think it's matured. Uh, but I I struggle every day, like like mm-hmm. a, every day. I, I remember, you know, I grew up going to church. In fact, I you guys can't see it. Listeners can't see it. But I wear this cross. My mom gave me this cross when I was 15. And I have not taken it. The, the only time that this comes off my body is for x-rays and MRIs. That's it. That's the only time this comes off my body. And, and one pawn shop
0: experience. And,
2: and, it, <laughs> well, and I was going to say... And- Night crawlers. Last time we played Night crawlers, you had to take that off.
3: Right, right. And and that's that's for a whole another show. But yeah. you know, is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> We're talking about sinners. Um, but but for for me, I look at my relationship <laughs> with with uh, with Christ is, you know, I I kind of stepped away. I I almost remember specifically the time I was like twenty one, twenty two, where it was just like, all right, I'm gonna take all my beliefs and all of my morals and everything that I've ever been learned oh there's a closet I'm gonna throw it in there and I'll come to it when I'm ready for it right and then my son was born I was 24 getting ready to turn 25 and it was just like uh all right I got <laughs> whole nother ball game and, and and I and I've said this on on other shows and whatnot I think my son was kind of like my saving grace and and you would talk about like Christ having a you know, uh, a sense of humor. Like, me being a, a, a parent, let alone, it's like, you're not just going to be a parent, but you're going to do this on your own. Like, mother's not in the picture. You, I went from the battlefield to, you know, my son was 10 days old when I got deployed in 03. I went, the entire deployment, I came home, right to the courthouse, divorce, and then I got sole custody of my son, and it was just like, boom, boom. There was no transition. There was nothing. It was this. What did I learn from all of that? It was, I th- I think God gave me a son to help keep me out of trouble, one. It was one of the things I learned. Um, and as as I've gotten older, I look at it as um, he, he's, he's given me tools to help other people and, and, and like— uh, Jimmy said earlier, meeting and and, and kind of networking with people, guys such as yourself. I, I consider myself the most blessed guy on the face of the earth because I'm sitting with three godly men right now who I absolutely respect and adore. And I have yet to meet two of you guys face to face, but I feel like I could call you guys at any hour of the day and you guys would would take my call, or you would at least call me back and say, "What's up, man? What can we do for you?" That's that's not that's that's God's work. There, does that make sense? I'm going off on a tangent here, so I'll shut up.
2: Yeah. Well, if I could, and you're right, Adam, you really could call me anytime between three and four thirty Pacific time, and I'll, I'll probably won't <laughs> pick up, but I'll see the text, Right. and I'll get back to you within a day. No, the you other won't. Things, no, um, no, you won't. Man, that that's that's a that's a pretty Wow, from the battlefield to the courthouse and then uh, raising your son. And that's, that just screams, and I'm not trying to get political, but that screams white privilege. I mean, I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> that sounds so easy. That sounds so easy. And I'm just, and it was, I digressed. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> Jimmy, you had your, you had your pop. Go ahead, sir. Yeah.
0: I think that was just a, a neurotic reaction of your audacious comments. Yeah, it was like Tourette's of the hand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So it, it, there does seem to be a correlation with the older you get or the more experience, the life experience that we have. I know when we're younger, our, our priorities and focus is usually on ourselves. You know, and I've talked about that is like when you're out of high school, you're in that college phase, early 20s. You're new to the world. You don't have mom and dad over your head. You're kind of exploring, getting wild, doing what you want. You don't have any authority. Uh, you make mistakes. You realize what you like, what you don't like. Um, but the last thing you're kind of thinking about is like my relationship with God and like how, what's my purpose, like in this whole life, like why am I even on this path? And, um, I think there's always something when I talk to people about it, you know, where, you know, it's having it, you know, I wasn't expecting it. And then boom, I had my kid or this happened in my life, or I met this person and changed the whole course of my life and where I was going, what I was doing. So I don't think that's by accident. It's just, the, the longer we're exposed to experiences and being open to those experiences uh, and having these conversations is what's ultimately going to build your relationship, you know, because I know for me, I don't talk about it a lot. Like I don't talk about scripture. I don't talk about that stuff. I know I can be better with that. I, I know I can. I like to practice it more my actions are like when I read and I hear about, Hey, you know, you, you've brought up tender warrior, the book by Stu Weber before, um, Jimmy referred that to Raph, Raph referred it to me and I have it, I have it right here. And I was, you know, I've read that book and I, I think about it and it's, what does he want me to be as a man? And, I think actions speak louder than words because I think there's a lot of people who can have the gift of gab and they can just talk and talk and wow, man, that sounds great. And then you see that person literally turn around and just do the the complete opposite thing. And it's just like, you know, we're all hypocrites. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, dude, if I'm really listening and looking up to you, like, please lead by example, because I I like following people like that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Adam.
3: You know, you you said a key word there is you got to be willing to listen. And, and, and you go, I I remember I went, you know, all my twenties, majority of my thirties, not really listening, but I kept getting like, for me, I felt like God was talking to me. Like you get that, like that punch in the gut, right? Like, Hey, I'm telling you to do this. I'm telling you to do this. And for me, I I would get sick to my stomach and then I'd be like, eh, I'm not going to do it. And usually within a few days, you're thinking, hmm, probably should have did it. Like, I should have listened. I get it. At now, at, you know, in my younger 40s still, it's like, when I get that feeling, it's like, okay, uh, now you're backing up. Now I'm listening. Now I'm I'm hearing what you're saying, because I know if I don't do it, I don't want the, the to, you know, suffer the repercussion. I don't want to say suffer, but I I don't want, I know what the outcome of me not listening will be and I certainly don't want to go through that so it's like you spend all those years not listening and you get tired of it and I finally decide and you have to you know if you're listening you have to make that decision that you want to listen that you want to make that change and you and you start opening up more for that and for me I recognize it's that sick feeling of the gut where if I'm not listening then I know something not so good is about to happen if that makes sense. I think
0: it does. Yeah. Jimmy, you know, Adam's talking about listening, yada, 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 whatever he was saying. (laughs) 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 But guys, it, it, it it goes back to, uh, what, listen, um, no, our relationships, right. We've had with, with women, right. Um, we've had struggles, Right. I, I've been engaged. That broke off. I've been married and I've had I've I've, I've had my struggles within my marriage. Um, and and if I'm willing to dedicate time and listen and pay attention to that person, uh, you know, Aubrey, I'm at Liz, um, I, you know, to to dedicate my life to be in this marriage. And and God knows there has not there have been times where I've been selfish and that I've put that marriage off to the side and I've suffered the repercussions. There are repercussions of not listening. There are repercussions of not uh, investing and and diving into that relationship saying, hey, I'm all in. We can't just put that one foot in. It's the same as in our lives of what's our purpose? What does God want for us? Well, if we're not investing in that relationship with him, if we're not talking to him, we don't need to be. Well, thou is Lord, I'd like to prayest to you is and give meest. no. It, it, it's the times where you're on the floor crying and you're like, God, I can't do this. And he says, I know I've got you. Mm-hmm. And you feel this peace come over you. And you're like, I have no idea how I slept that night. I shouldn't have slept. But I, 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 and and God even says, I want you to rest in my bosom. And what he's saying is put your head on my chest. Um, We've all held small children, right? We've all held small children it being our own kids or nieces and nephews, whoever, and, and we lay their head on our chest. And you know, what makes them go to sleep? They hear our heart and that heart is soothing to the human body. When we lay our head against God's chest and we hear his heartbeat, when we hear his love for us, we rest easy when we're in his arms, when we dedicate ourselves to him, and we come to him saying, God, <laughs> I've effed up. <laughs> I, I messed up. I can't do this by myself. God says, about time you realize that. That's why I'm here. I saw this great quote as I was scrolling through Exchange agram. And it said, uh the People mentioned to this girl, like, you're so strong. And she's like, You've got it. You got it all backwards. I'm the weakest person you know, but I've got a strong God. Huh. And when we rely on God's strength and not our own, when we recognize that we are sinners, but that we need Jesus more than he needs us, and we we invest in that relationship with them, just as us four invest in the relationships with each other or our wives, our girlfriends, whoever, our children, our friendships. Those relationships become stronger. We become more experienced in those relationships. You know, you guys know me. You know what, what makes my heartache. You know what makes me laugh. You guys are so invested in my relationship. And the beautiful thing about it is you guys just you saw Samuel come in. You know, I'm friends with you guys. Cause if something ever happens to me, I know Samuel could come to each and every one of you and you guys would steer him in the right way. You guys would take care of my family. If I was gone, I love that. I love that. When my son gets older. There's going to be times that he just doesn't feel comfortable coming to me. He's going to pick up the phone and call one of you guys and said, I need your advice. And I know that you guys are going to give him godly advice, not based upon like anything else, but the word of God. That to me is
1: huge,
0: huge, because we've invested in our relationships with God, each other, our children, our friends.
1: I don't know, I don't know if listeners can hear it, but uh, that's my heart beating out of my chest when 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 Jimmy speaks like this, man, my heart gets going, and I just I, I feel the passion, I feel love for him, and uh, let it be known that I love you too, brother. And Samuel coming in, you know, he's getting so freaking big, and uh, just just all of it, but. I, I, I think that's such a good spot to end this episode on. Um, I think it definitely deserves a, a whole nother episode, maybe a part two at some point, and, and for us to continue and talking like this because uh, I've really enjoyed this. You know, it's it's Saturday morning, and I'm starting my way. You know, starting off in in an awesome way. Um, I know you guys on Broken and Blessed like to finish with a. Uh, a passage kind of for the, for the week is, is a lyrical that-
0: haiku, and Raph should sing that
1: in <laughs> 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 Espanol, por favor. Um, Possible. Do you guys have one that you'd like to leave for this episode, maybe, uh, and continue doing that? Or would you guys like to maybe leave it in the show notes? Uh, I thought you said you had a, a passage that you wanted to share. Well, I don't know if you guys had one. Oh, I don't know. No, no, I don't. Yeah. So, um, w- one that I just kind of saw and you guys were talking about, but it's, uh, Matthew, Matthew nine, nine. And it's, uh, I'm literally looking at it as you guys are talking about it, but it says <clears throat> as Jesus went on from there, he, he, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth and he said, follow me. He told him and Matthew got up and just followed him and, uh, kind of, kind of going, through that to break it down real quick, it says when God when God calls you to follow Him, He will keep reminding you until you take some kind of action, right? Listen to what Adam was talking about. He's just like, hey man, I I want you to look at this. I want you to look at this. I want you to look at this. And he just kept ignoring it and didn't take action until now. The type of person he's like, oh. Okay, I need to take action. Dude, that spoke to me so 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 strongly because I feel that now. It's literally like and I've talked about it before, like the spotlight goes off over a certain instance or a person that's in my life. And it's like, I need you to pay attention right now. There's something I need you to learn. There's something I need you to see. There's something I need you to listen to. Do you understand me? And I said, Yes. You know, and you just say yes. Like that's the trust, the faith that you have that, okay, he he's there's something here I need to do okay, I'll do it.
0: A a great passage to to follow that up, Isaiah 26, 8, and you said it right there, is you feel God's presence, you know God's talking to you. Uh, Isaiah, the first thing out of his mouth was, yes, Lord. God didn't say, hey, Isaiah, uh, I got something for you to do. Here's what it is. Or he didn't say, hey, Isaiah, I got something for you to do. And Isaiah said, what? The passage starts with, yes. He responded to God's calling by saying yes, without even knowing what he was getting into. Matthew, the tax collector, uh, Simon, Peter, his brother, James, all these guys, Jesus just said, follow me. And like, like, okay, Ralph, you're at a breakfast table in a restaurant. Some dude comes up and says, hey, follow me. You're like, whoa, hey, homeless Vietnam vet. And it's probably me, right? And you're like, hey, back off. I'm enjoying my chorizo. And... <laughs> we were hesitant right and what if god came back and, and and did that for us but that that's who jesus was in that time he he was nobody he wasn't someone famous no one had heard of him prior to this but he called and there was action so that's a but mike I, i'm going to challenge you you have such a huge platform by just who you are and your magnanimous personality and you speak with sincerity mm-hmm. Do you understand the movement you have within you? You need to be out there. You need to be preaching God's word because people are going to listen to you. People want to hear your stories. Your stories are real. They're raw. They're about life and what you've been through with your father and how you still carry that with you and what type of man that's, that you've become. This isn't by chance that you're doing this. And I've told you this on the phone hundreds of times, brother, you're an inspiration to people. And it's not because of the job that you have. It's the life that you've lived. It's your relationship with your mom, your brother. I've met your whole family and they're great people. You have a story to tell. You need to be out there telling that story. You need to move into action. You have that in you. Don't worry about the words. They'll come. God's got that. You have a beautiful story, a beautiful voice. Let
1: it be heard. Well, to finish it off, I just, you know, this is is a very powerful episode, but um, Jimmy just challenged me openly on this. Jimmy challenged me a long time ago and he didn't even know it. So it's a walk off. uh, Yeah, pretty much wind up. And I struck out, no, but, uh, (laughs) but no, uh, guys like this have challenged me um, with their actions and and seeing it, like I'm not blind. I'm not a blind person and and I've seen the action and the conversation and things that happen right in front of me. And I just choose not to, uh, I choose not to ignore it. Um, You know, I, I'm not, uh, I'm a work in progress like all of us. You know, but right. the, the the point is, is standing up and actually trying to take action and actually just saying, okay, I'm I'm going to do it. If I fall on my face, I fall on my face, but I'm out there doing it just like with anything else. So I went back to school. You know, I'm I'm doing schoolwork now or whatever. It's like I, I know I'm terrible at it, but I'm out there doing it and I'm 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 pushing, I'm learning, and uh, you know, hopefully somewhere along the line, I'm going to help somebody with <laughs> with that. But anyways, gentlemen, I just wanted to. Thank you guys so much for taking the time this morning to come on and, and talk about this. I mean, this is something that weighs on all of us each and every day. And this is just a great opportunity to have this kind of a conversation. Uh, and I feel grateful because I'm on here with, uh, some of my, my new, well, some of my older and some of my new best friends in my life, just four four men who are open that love each other, um, that have been through terrible times and, uh, You know, I just feel grateful uh, to to have all of you in my life. And I agree with everything you said about calling and being open. And uh, it is our purpose, I I believe, is to be the way we are. So um, anyway, thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us on, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you guys would, uh, wouldn't would mind, uh, if you'd like to share something with us with uh, Broken and Blessed, you guys can ch- check them out on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. They're all in the same stuff that we have. Uh, please check them out. I-, I listened to it over the past week when I'm out running and it just helps me clear my mind and honestly not focus on the pain because my knees really starting to bother me getting older. But uh, listening to these guys talk about some some true stuff inspires the things that we talk about on our show. Um, it just may not come out the same way, but it's all, it's all the same there. The, the, the base is still there. The framework is, is, is the same. Um, so if you guys want to reach out to them, hit up them, uh, Mr. Adam bird or, or Jimmy Boggs, um, if you'd like to send us some stuff, please hit us up in the emails and, and, uh, we we'll, we'd love to hear your opinion, you know, questions, anything else about it. How, how can you, you know, have a conversation with somebody about, about your 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 god and i don't care who your god is but if you want to have a conversation about it please reach out and we'll we'll be there to listen um but anyways yeah you guys have a great uh week and do some reflection ask yourself some of the questions that we've talked about in here and uh we will see you next week and uh melon take your time don't miss you (laughs) have a great week guys